every date, first comment is how tall I am. It limits the options quite a bit because ideally I'd love to. Do you to... feel it does? Oh my gosh, yeah, so much so. For you or, f so that's the uh, that's also so fascinating to me. Is it you feeling like less options for you or or men are just like, she's too tall. Hi, I hope you're doing well. I have a great episode for you today. Understanding and decoding human beings is always a challenge. We are complicated creatures, but add to the mix the incredible pace at which the world is changing and how technology is affecting how we interact with one another. And it's no wonder that dating is so challenging for so many people in this day and age. I have conversations about this sort of thing all the time with my friends. And that is exactly what I did here with my friend, Elena Tabor, who is a YouTuber based in New York City. I will leave links to her work in the description and show notes if you're interested in checking it out. And having said all of that, I hope you enjoy. I'm very excited about this conversation. Me too. There's a there's a richness to this, you know, that I find so fascinating. I find I'm, I talk about this a lot with my friends behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit difficult capturing conversations sometimes yeah. publicly because you know not everyone wants to go into their insecurities or yeah, you know what I mean. I feel you. <laughs> um, but I think we have a really rich topic here, and we've talked a little bit about yes. this, like even like in the last couple of days. I don't even know what you're gonna say yet. Well, I, 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 I don't know what you've chosen. I don't even know where exactly to start. I think a really interesting starting point is talking about the fact that, you know, you're an above average yes. height woman mm -hmm. and I'm a below average height guy. Mm -hmm. Very unique experiences. Yeah. Existing in the world. Like it really does change the way you interact, the way people interact with you, spaces, places. Like at the end of the day, yeah, it's height. It's not that big of a deal. But I do think we both have experienced what it's like to, yeah, obviously be on those extreme ends and yeah. how it can affect certain aspects of your life. Yeah. So I think we bring a unique perspective. Okay, so drilling down into this, how tall are you exactly? So I am 6'1", without a shoe on. And for context, it is very difficult to find a cute female shoe that does not have two inches. Yeah. So when I'm often going out in the world, I, I literally try to find short shoes, but it's yeah. really hard. So I feel like when I exist in the world, it's often as someone who's like very close to 6'3", six, six, which three. is intense. But. So in centimeters, I think that's, I think six foot is 183. Yeah. So I think I'm like 185. 185. Wow. Oh. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like flat foot. I'm pretty sure I'm 185. And so with shoes might be closer More. to like 190. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh. I'm tall, y'all. I'm 5'6". Mm -hmm. And so in centimeters, that's 167, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, 167, 168. And so... You know, like that is, especially in the United States and in Europe, that's below average height. Oh, yeah. I think the average height of a guy is 5'9". Mm -hmm. well, it depends on the country. And people are getting taller, too. Yeah. I think the the average height of a woman is 5'6 in the States okay. or 5'5". Five, five. Okay. So I'm a solid seven inches taller than the average. Yeah, which is like 20 plus centimeters. Yeah. So... What has that been like? Was that difficult for you growing up? Did you, was it an insecurity? Was it like, oh my God, I feel different? Or was it not something that affected you or that you noticed? Yeah, no, I, a little bit of both, mm. of course. I never had like that massive growth spurt, which I'm grateful for. It's not like I like sprung up at age 12 or something. Mm -hmm. I very gradually grew. And then I was pretty tall by the time I was a senior in high school mm -hmm. and like 18. Um, and there's pros and cons. And I think it's funny when it comes to height is like, I'm never going to be the one that brings it up. Like I forget I'm tall, but people mm. love to comment on it. Honestly, daily. Like really? I usually, it'd be very rare. I go a week without some comment from a stranger, wow. it's, which is like, it's just whatever reason it's societally acceptable to say 
you're really tall to someone, but not to say you're really short. So I was going to say, I don't ever get comments course. about this. Of course. I don't this. know what it is. Maybe they're, they think it's an observation I haven't yeah. noticed perhaps. <laughs> and so, no, there's pros and cons to it. I think now as like somebody in their mid twenties, I'm like, I love it about myself. I'm confident about it. It is what it is. Um, but it definitely shapes, it can definitely shape certain parts of your life. Um, for one, just like never, I can never blend in. And there's sometimes where you yeah. just, depending on the day or the mood, all you want is to just be a fly on the wall. But I'm always a head taller than like the vast majority of people in the room, men included. Yeah, you said this last night when yes. we were in the, yeah. like in a, in a, in a sort clear. of club. Yeah. yeah, so we're in New York right now where yes. Elena lives. Yeah. And uh, and we connected in Paris mm -hmm. last summer. And uh, it's really cool to crash at a friend's place and yeah. kind of see their universe. And so because like I wouldn't, chaos. for me, I'm not, I don't go to the club. Like yeah. I just don't do that super yeah, often, yeah, yeah. but it's fun to enter somebody else's universe. Like. Yeah. And it was really interesting. You know, you made that comment when we were dancing. I was like, look, I, should, I told you. I and think my, you said you're the you were the tallest person. I there. was the tallest and on average, everyone was at my shoulder. So I was quite literally a head wow. taller than everybody in the crowd. That's an experience I've never had. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What if we swapped for a day somehow? Yeah, yeah. Modern science. You never know. It'd be fascinating. But there's a lot you said that was really interesting there. Like, for example, the fact that you cannot blend in. Right. Now, is that something you yearned for at any point? Or was it just like, you know what? This is how it is. I think definitely at given times. I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice to just... Like when you were younger or even now? Intermixed, definitely. More yeah. so when I was younger and less secure in myself. You know, a lot of growth. And I see the benefits of being so tall. I think just in certain scenarios, it can be frustrating. Yeah. Like I'm, music is a huge part of my life, as in like live music, concerts are my favorite thing in the mm -hmm. world. And I always feel like I'm a burden there mm -hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, I like the artist. And I also would like to see them from a somewhat close proximity. Just because I'm tall doesn't yeah. mean I want to be, you know, hundreds of people back. Yeah. But then there's always shorter people who get frustrated or I just feel like I'm really annoying and in the way, but I'm just trying to like make myself small and enjoy an experience mm -hmm. or going out also usually with music in mind. I promise I'm not some club girl, but I do love good house music <laughs> and dancing with my best friends. And so in scenarios like that too, sometimes it's nice to just like feel like you're getting, you know, lost in the music with your best yeah. friends. And I'm always kind of like, I'm always a head taller than my friends too. I'm so like, it takes you out of the moment a lot. It can. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do to get back into the moment? Do you, is there, are there things you say to yourself? Like this does not matter. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's usually fleeting. It's not super defining, um, but I'm just like, it is what it is. Yeah. Sometimes I do the tall girl lean where you kind of like, if you're a tall girl, you'll know. You're like kind of pop a hip and you like kind of bend a bend a knee. And in theory, it makes you an inch or two shorter. I don't know how much it actually works, but I do a lot of the tall girl <laughs> lean in the moments. And that's when you know I'm probably uncomfortable is when I'm kind of like, okay, tall girl lean to like try to make myself. I guess throughout my 20s, it's been fascinating to me observing the differences between men and women like in a heterosexual like mm -hmm. obviously all of this the, the, yeah. the whole context of this conversation yes. is kind of through that yes. lens mm -hmm. but it's just so funny that like you're thinking about how to make yourself smaller I sometimes know, right really sad Where as I said out loud. I'm having the literal opposite right, right. I'm like I gotta stand tall yeah. you know for a long time I made no effort I'd wear vans and mm -hmm. that that adds no height at all I don't I think for me it's been a journey of just not trying to correct it, but yeah. really accept it and just move past it, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm asking you a lot of these questions because there was a ton of insecurity mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. around this. But it's funny that it happened a little bit later on. I didn't notice this much as a kid. Yeah. Like, I, I think there were comments that I was a smaller kid and I knew my, my parents were both shorter. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I didn't really pay much attention to it and I had big energy and I had a really supportive family. So I just kind of focused on that. And then when I started more seriously thinking about dating, which happened a little bit after like high school and whatnot, I started, it just became this obsession at Mm -hmm. one point where I was like, oh my God, I'm short. And like, I'm like uh, average woman height kind of, you know, and going on the internet is the worst possible thing for this sometimes because all you'll find are forums of people, you know, all the stats, like on average, women will look for a man that's four inches taller or whatever. And and I I really had to go through this personal journey of self-acceptance. Absolutely. You know, so was it like that a little bit for you or? Definitely. No, very similar. I think a lot of it was tied to dating. I didn't date until a bit later. And then I had a long-term relationship and I didn't, I think I thought about my height, honestly, much less. And then I've been like, pretty, you know, single off and on for the last, you know, year and a half plus. And so it's felt more relevant again. But I think I've learned too with time and like, especially as a woman, it's like we're taught to take up the least amount of space as possible, which I'm just so tired of. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it has been like, I just want to fully accept the space that I take up and that, you know, I deserve and just embrace it, Um, which was definitely a journey to get to that point. But I feel like I'm there and, you know, you, you continually keep growing in that regards as well. How did, how do you think you got there? Was it a lot of like, yeah, I think just self-observation, self-observation, um, you know, the pros of it. There's Mm. a lot of fun elements of being tall as well. Like sometimes it is fun to stand out. Like sometimes it is, you know, it is like an advantage, but just accepting it like this is me and it's not going to change. So like, let's learn to love it and find the pros and, you know, take a, take up space. Mm -hmm. How often do you think about this then when you're dating? Like if you're- Oh my gosh, it's actually taller. really hard. It's relevant, yeah. So it is something that comes up a lot. Definitely. Like in your head or guys are saying this to you? Uh, both. A- every date, first comment is how tall I am. I mean, oh, really? it's, if it's if I've met them in the wild, as I say, they already know I'm tall. If I met them on a dating app, which I used, but I don't use very much, my height's on there. So they're aware. But still, it's always the first comment is the height. <laughs> Or like I said, if I go out and I want to maybe meet somebody at like, you know, a bar or like a gallery opening, I, I look around and I'm like, okay, so I'm taller than everybody. This is interesting. Uh, limits the options quite a bit because ideally I'd love to- Do you to... feel it does? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much so. For you or, f- so that's the, uh, that's also so fascinating to me. Is it you feeling like less options for you or, or men are just like, she's too tall? Like, what do you think is kind Probably of Probably more limiting? so the former because I'd love to look someone in the eyes. That's the okay. biggest thing. So it's difficult. So they could be an inch or two shorter, but I want to be able to be looking down at a romantic partnership. Right. Yeah. So it limits, it limits it, which yeah. is funny because I feel like there's so many women who are so much shorter that don't want to be able to like look at a man in the eyes. They want to only look up. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. y'all, <laughs> I'm like, it's great. It's great when you're on the same eye level. Well, you could find you like know. a basketball player or something. <laughs> I know. Let me just, yeah. Right. <laughs> Go hit up some. <laughs> <laughs> some team practices. Yeah. But I think this is uh this is interesting because it's like the the whole conversation about preferences too is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can share this, but your sister's dating know. a guy who's oh, yeah, shorter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really Fine. interesting to yeah. talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, honestly speaking for me, I think I do have a a, a slight preference towards also being taller, mm-hmm. you know, or at least the same height. Yeah. But it's not a hard rule. Right. Like I have dated women that are taller than me and even like significantly taller than me. Yeah. And it's funny because like we can talk about, I was making this reflection mm-hmm. the the other day. In an ideal world, right. you find someone that matches this kind of somewhat arbitrary criteria list mm-hmm. that you have. But that's not really how the world works. And I find that at the end of the day, like these are maybe preferences, but 
There are much more important things, I think, yeah. when it comes to oh, matching with someone. And that's what's so scary about current dating culture is that it's always, it's usually stripped down when it's online dating to the most like rudimentary elements of like your face, <laughs> your job, your height, your age, maybe yeah. your college education or whatever you, it is you do. And like a few photos, which is really scary because I think some of the best connections I've ever had with people are people I've met out and about. Mm -hmm. At which point I'm like, I don't care if they're two inches shorter, like there's a good connection. But if it's on a dating app, I know the way I view it, the way men who view me, the way my female friends view dating men who are, you know, again, talking the heterosexual realm of dating. Mm -hmm. It does, you know, it makes more of a difference when you're swiping or when you're deciding, even though, yeah, in theory, it could, you could miss out on a lot of incredible connections, but it's like, you don't know. And that's, what, oh, that's what I hate about modern dating. It's just, oh man, it's it's just bizarre because we're like the first humans to even have this many options anyway. Yeah, oh gosh. And you don't need that many options. Like one thought I had was, it, it's so bizarre to me that I'm worrying so much mm -hmm. about being a shorter guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually I don't worry about this anymore, but like when this was a thing that really was consuming me yeah. a few years ago, because yeah. I was working through the insecurity. I was just like, damn, I'm, you know, there's so many beautiful women that wouldn't even consider me for my height or whatever. Mm. But on on one hand, that's actually a really positive thing because it filters out a lot of people that True. care about that above other things. I completely but agree. But bigger than that, really, all you have to find mm -hmm. is like one really good match, right? Like it's weird that we're worrying about what lots of people think when in reality it comes down to a very, very small number of yeah. connections. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, you should quote. Oh, the, from the what we Before talked about. Sunset. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. So second film in the Before trilogy, which mm -hmm. I highly recommend. Yeah. I'm going to butcher this, this quote, but it's like when you're young, you think you're going to meet so, so many mm -hmm. people. It seems like there's endless opportunities and it's only later on that you realize that you only have a, f a few really special connections. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, I think that's really true. I'm, I definitely, even as, again, I'm 26 for context, yeah. entering my, you know, mid ish coming on late 20s, yeah. that definitely has felt like it's reigned more true than I expected. Where it's like, I don't talk about my dating much life. So y'all are getting the tea on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate that <laughs> yeah. you're open to Spilling sharing this. It. Um, I haven't talked about my dating life much outside of when I had a long-term relationship just because we were together for so long. It was like, yeah. you know, I didn't showcase it a ton, but didn't hide him either. Um, but Was that weird to, to share a relationship publicly online? Yeah, I was. Do you regret that? I don't regret it, no. He actually like... Um, preferred it for a while I was completely hiding it and he's like wait this is kind of weird like interesting I'd, I'd like people to know I exist because yeah. I you know you're important to me and vice versa I was like okay cool yeah. um so it was kind of out of respect of for our connection of being like hey this is a special person mm -hmm. and not being like I don't know not hiding somebody who's special to me yeah. especially because it was like oh, three years and so pros and cons to that I think you can do it tastefully I'm not I will never be someone who's like here's the, here's everything about my dating life. Yeah. Um, but when that ended, did it make it doubly difficult? Cause it was it public. Did. So many people were like, where's, where's this person? Where's he at? What's up? I'm like, <laughs> so moving forward, do you think you'd do that again? Or you would have only again, if it was a really serious relationship, cause I don't regret it. Cause it made sense. Like I was with him for so long, yeah. but I, I've dated people shorter and shorter, you know, shorter times. And they've definitely never <laughs> been shown <laughs> yeah shorter in so. terms of like length of the relationship yes that's what so we're not talking we're about not height talking anymore height. <laughs> okay. you we have pivoted. dated guys that are shorter than you though 
like an inch or two, dating loosely, as in maybe yeah. gone on maybe like a month or like gone on a series of dates. If you found someone who was like a perfect match in every other way, but mm-hmm. they were like four or five inches shorter than you, would it be something that you Yeah, feel? I consider it. Yeah. Absolutely. If it's an amazing connection, like it's so hard to meet somebody out there yeah. who meets all those criteria. For some, someone that like, I think about this a lot. My friends joke about it. We're like, how did all of our parents, the ones that are thankfully together and still happy, which, you know is not always. Yeah. I'm like, how do our parents do it? Like you have to find somebody that for one, you like, you think they're interesting, you think they're smart, you think they're attractive physically yeah. to you, you know, your lifestyles align, your values align, your views on maybe finances and family in the mm-hmm. future and where you want to live and like the way maybe you see religion or you don't see religion or your family's connected. Like there's so many factors that have to align to meet somebody. Yeah. So that really you could build a future with. It's so much more than a swipe and be like, this guy's cute. So if someone was much shorter and aligned in all those ways, I'd be like, hell yeah, like, let's try this out because I've, I've, it's yeah, kind of like the, the quote you were saying. Yeah. It's special connection. Rare. Yeah. To find that real special connection, it, it's less common than you think when you're younger, I feel like. So why do you think dating, oh God, this is a hard question, but why do you think dating mm-hmm. is so difficult nowadays? You know, oh my gosh, variety of reasons. For one, it's difficult when you're picky. I think a lot of people for better or worse, maybe stay in relationships or get in relationships out of the want of, you know, comfort of not being alone. And I think if you're willing to settle, it's a bit easier, which mm. I don't want to mean to upset anybody, but you know, I, I think I, that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. I think, I think that it's is better the to be alone. Relationships. Than, yeah. Right. And I, I think it's much better to be alone and face yourself and grow or whatever the case is than Try, be with the wrong person just out yeah. of like a comfort, like a comfort blanket of sorts. Yeah. So, but it, that that in and of itself is so challenging. I find that there's multiple facets mm-hmm. to myself, and I think there's a there's a big piece of me that welcomes the independence, mm-hmm. you know, and getting to learn yeah. and grow and whatnot, right? But there are moments where, oh, of course, like loneliness will pop yeah. up, and you're like, that's the human. Yeah. I think that's most people's. Not everybody. I think we have a lot of people. It's like a very it's part of being a human. Yeah. I think most people, again, not all, crave that type of connection. Yeah. And a lot of the time, like I totally do too. Yeah. But to answer your question on why I think dating is so hard, I think, and especially living in a city like New York where it's notorious for having a very tough, weird dating scene, I think there's just too many options. Like that's the beauty of dating apps is you do meet people you've never come into contact with, yeah. but the grass is greener. There's always somebody around the corner in theory. And so a lot of people are scared of commitment or like to have many options at once um, because it's this kind of like never ending cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting that you, I had no idea that there was such a gender imbalance in New York, as you said, but really what really, you said three to one, three to one. If for like, like eligible, there was some stat that studied like eligible, like people wanting to date. Yeah. So, and there are way more women in way more New York. Three to one, and I can vouch because I have some stunning friends who are really fun and cool and down to earth and successful and beautiful. Who just dating has been rough. Like, just have met a lot of duds or haven't been respected or have met people who are great, and then after three months, they're like, "I can't do a relationship. Like, I'm emotionally available or like I don't want to commit." Yeah. Like, so, but what I find so fascinating, I think it's so good to hear that side of things mm-hmm. because. You know, I have my perspective, yeah, very much informed by my experience as a guy, and I have I've had my own complaints, mm-hmm. my own like uh, reasons or explanations for why it's so difficult, yeah. And it's so interesting to hear 
the your other perspective, side. the other side. I, I had yours. never because well, turn. just you know, okay. So I think that like dating apps, it does seem like mm-hmm. there's more of a an onus on men to make a, just yeah. in general, to make a move, yeah. right? And on dating apps, I think there are stats about this where there are a lot of guys, mm-hmm. a lot more guys on these yeah. apps than yeah. women. And so yeah. women get to be more selective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this happens often in nature. Yeah. It, not always, we're, right. you know, I'm generalizing. But so, and for me, it's always been a little bit difficult accepting that yeah. you know i i um it's my own kind of emotional trigger that mm-hmm. i have to work through i think or am working through but feeling really replaceable is Ooh, yeah horrible it's yeah. a horrible feeling and you know i've been thinking about this a lot like i think it's look how cozy we are on this couch i, I love this oh, it's a great couch the view it? of new york out the yes. window i love this <laughs> um i find it really fascinating mm-hmm. do, do you know what migtao is no, inform me. I think it stands for men going their own way. It's like a community on, on mm-hmm. somewhere on the internet, okay, on intrigued. Reddit or whatever. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, and you know you've heard of Red Pill, right? Um, uh, like, it's like um, from the Matrix. I think. I mean, I know from the Matrix, but what? In right, Red Pill is kind of like awakening to oh, okay, yeah, the yeah, reality yeah. Right. of what's going on in society you know things are unfair for men but yeah. then i also have seen the exact same thing from women yeah like i'll see it on twitter or someone sharing a tiktok where a woman's saying like yeah all men are right at well, least a like... little bit bad you know and she's she's <laughs> seems yeah, these bitter big generalizations. From the, but i think it's it's fascinating to me because it seems like again in a, mm-hmm. in a heterosexual dynamic yeah rejection from the other sex is insanely painful like yeah. insanely difficult to yeah. navigate and for many people the coping mechanism is to try to blot it out or say right. like i don't Blame want this anymore yeah. because that rejection is so mm-hmm. difficult um, and i think that's why this is such a rich topic because it is this eternal thing that we're all trying to navigate yeah. It's referenced so often in music mm-hmm. and in films and whatnot. I think it's easy to fall into your own little bubble saying, you know, oh, right. this is so difficult. This is so unfair. But I think it's difficult for everyone. Oh, it yeah. seems to me like it's difficult for everyone. I think, yeah, no matter what, how you look, what job you have, how nice of a person you are, you know, how great or funny your personality is. Yeah, it's tricky yeah. across the board. Yeah. Um, especially in a place like New York, like, I feel like you get the extremes. So you have the most successful people, the most beautiful people, the most talented people. Yeah. And I can vouch for people in those categories still struggling to find somebody yeah. who's a really quality match. I think what also has been stripped away is just empathy. Again, it's different. Like I, in an ideal world, it'd be great to like have a friend set you up with one of their best friends. Like there's that common connection. Yeah. There's like some level of respect, but I think dating apps have completely stripped away empathy and a lot of respect yeah. in a lot of ways. And I, I've been bad too. So like, I'm not saying, you know, I haven't been perfect. Bad in what way? I mean, I've been like, well, I was going to say, I was going to use examples of what's happened to me where I've had people fully set up a date on a dating app oh. and then the day rolls around or whatever. And I like go for fall, but like, oh, is Tuesday still happening? And like no response. Oh yeah. That type of thing. Or they cancel an hour before. And because we haven't had this face-to-face contact and yeah. because we're all going in theory on different apps and dates, whatever, there's this kind of like 
feeling of like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Like whatever, like on to the next. Like yeah. there's kind of this lack of empathy and respect. And like, you know, there's some people that maybe I didn't like and I haven't like fully ghosted people, but you know, like the slow fade where I'm like, I could have handled that better. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be better if there is somebody that I'm like, you know, to let them down in a, in a mature and respectful way and be honest. Cause I'd rather have that. I'm like, we got to slowly change this dating culture one yeah. person at a time. But well, the, I think that's what's missing. The code of ethics is so... It's non-existent. It doesn't it's exist. It's left the chat. Yeah. <laughs> and I find it so fascinating how... Um, yeah, there's there's not like a clear way to behave. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's always good to behave with respect and yeah. whatnot, right? Be but, nice. But even understanding someone's motives... Mm-hmm when dating is is a whole thing in and of itself, right? Because people will act in one way, but, the, you know, their behavior doesn't reveal what they're really looking for, what yeah. they're really going for, yeah. right? The classic, like, dude who just wants to hook up and then disappears or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I keep thinking about, you know, going to the gym the other day yeah. and seeing all of those really good-looking people. It's true. Super fit. People are hot in New York, not going to lie. And... <laughs> It's very strange. Like it, it just reminds me about the strangeness of the world and and how competitive things are and mm-hmm. whatnot. Kind of feels like a Black Mirror episode at Equinox on Bond Street. Yeah. For anybody who knows, it's kind of niche, but it's like Black Mirror. Everyone's like crazy. very attractive and successful and young, and yeah, it's weird. It's like a yeah. alternate universe. And there's this bizarre di- dichotomy that exists between, like, clearly we have eyes like in the front of our faces, mm-hmm. so all that is visual captures our attention, right? And so they play such a big role in how we navigate the world and make decisions and whatnot. And yet it's really not something that you you should let, at least in my experience, inform all of your decisions. Oh, yeah, completely. Because it doesn't ever take into account all, of the, all of the incredibly valuable things that mm-hmm. exist under the surface. Right. I was telling you this, like Absolutely, for me, it's yeah. so much more important if a girl's five, four or five, eight or whatever, mm-hmm. it does not matter at all for me compared to if she has this kind of desire to learn and grow and, um, be self-reflective right. and is ambitious and mm-hmm. is creative and things like that. Yeah. Those things matter so much more. I know. And that's what dating apps don't show yeah. you. I'm like, that's what's most important is somebody's yeah, personality and character and how they are, you know they're loving and caring and vice versa yeah. and, you know, ambitious, intelligent, adventurous, but you don't get that. So why are you on the dating apps? Then? I'm actually not at the moment. Oh, cool. But in the past I've used them because, um, symptom of my lifestyle, I mm-hmm. work in my room alone mm-hmm. five days a week. I work in a female dominated industry because I, well, at least in New York, because I work, you know, across the board content wise. But when it's, when I'm in New York, the events I go to primarily are fashion yeah, that's related. True. That's true. Um, there's not like like there's no like tech YouTuber events in New York, or they're very rare. So I'm in a, almost always female dominated spaces, um, which is great, but mm-hmm. not great if you're maybe trying to meet somebody organically. And all my friends primarily are yeah straight women or gay men and or some straight men, but not ones that I'm trying to date. So yeah. my access to the dating pool within New York. Um, is quite limited. So in the past, it's kind of like, well, it's kind of the option if you want to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not really on them. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best connections I've had with people are people I've met in the wild, as yeah. I said earlier. <laughs> totally. Well, there's, I mean, that one gigantic piece that you'll never get from a dating app is like that kind of vibe check. 
Yeah. Like. Right. We can kind of tell instantly. Is it just fun talking yeah, to you or exactly. not? You know? Do you feel like things, I mean, what, what, what advice do you have on navigating oh this? Goodness. Like, oh. I don't want to be all like down. Right. Right. Know? I but know. I think the, the go-to I've continually had is that it's good to be picky and that it's, oh, absolutely. it's Keep good. Keep your standards high. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you can kind of explore being independent and not needing mm-hmm. the, the love and validation of someone else to be able to feel that for yourself. I think that's what you, I know it's cheesy, but I really do think you have to do that first. You can absolutely grow in a partnership hundred percent, but I think if you want to meet the right person, you do need to make sure that you you're good on your own yeah. because no matter what, at the end of the day, it's just, you're with yourself. Even when you're in a loving relationship, at the end of the day, it's you and your head for the rest of your life. So it's like, you got to be good with what's going on in there. Yeah. And, you know, make sure you're, you're, you're comfortable and you're healthy in that regards. And I think, you know, with that in mind, ideally things will align. And I kind of trust that, or I'm like, when the timing is right, like, I'm not worried that I'm not worried about, you know, dying alone. Like I trust that I'm like, no, I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. I put myself out there. I'm becoming the person I want to be. And I'm like I said, I met some really incredible people along the way, which has shown me and it didn't work out necessarily for a variety of reasons, or maybe it wasn't, it was just nice for that period of time. Has shown me that I'm like, yeah, you just kind of have to trust the process, trust yeah. the universe, whatever cheesy line you want to use. But you know, I think in, in time it all kind of works itself out. And you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. Like I have some friends who want to date, but have done like absolutely nothing, like really? won't use an app or they don't go out or whatever the case is, whatever works in your environment. And so I'm like, you, you do have to push past your comfort zones and do the awkward thing and yeah. put yourself out there. Maybe say hi to somebody first, you know, maybe use an app as much as we have just shit on them. But <laughs> well, I think it's funny because it's easier from an outside perspective. I had a friend tell me this. He's like, I'm not worried about you, but the drama I don't know if you have the drama. Oh my gosh, that is so accurate. And I'm like, I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about you either. So but then really... me and my silly little head, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, clock's ticking <laughs> like, or whatever. Is, yeah, exactly. I'm like, where, you know, why is this not, why is things not working out? One thing that really, and we, we so also funny. talked about this before, but like one thing that really I find keeps me on, on my track, mm-hmm. on my path here is observing existing couples around me, yeah. right? Or people that are dating. Some are beautiful. Some, mm-hmm. there's a really gorgeous connection yeah. there. But like S- no shade. Loving. Like I feel like way more than not. I'm like, I'm good. I'd rather exactly. be alone. <laughs> I was about to get to that. Like how often do I see people throw out their own self-worth yeah. in an attempt to try to make some sort of dynamic work? And it's just, it's kind of sad. Goals in their future in a lot of way. You know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, to be honest with you, like it's easy for me to c- criticize others. Like yeah. I have fallen into that yeah. trap myself. Mm-hmm. And... um it's, you know, there's so much to be learned right. from reflecting on all of that instead mm-hmm. of jumping into the next thing immediately. It's, yeah, it's tough. We talked about huh? dating a lot. What? We, we talked about, we've we gotten in deep with the dating and I love it. I just, just in the think, last 48 hours too of hanging. Yeah. You know? I, for me, it's a pretty ubiquitous topic yeah, it is. for people our age. Like oh, I think absolutely. it's rich. It's so interesting. It colors every element of your life. And I think it's like the most... We were both saying too, it's like, we're a bit more analytically minded. Like I'm not somebody that's like very emotional, yeah. but love and relationships yeah. is the, you know, it's the strongest of emotions you yeah. can feel. Yeah. And you can't be analytical about it. it. And that's the thing. I always say that I am, 
I love having, you know, control over parts of my life. Your love life is the one part, no matter what, mm -hmm. it's not up to you. Like, well, I mean, it is up to you, but <laughs> you can't control it in the way of like, I'm going to work harder to hopefully achieve this career dream, or I'm going to go to the gym more to maybe be healthier or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read more books to learn about a topic I'm excited about, et cetera. It is an area that you try and you just hope, yeah. you hope that you meet somebody who's a really lovely match, Yeah, but- it's out of your hands in a lot of ways. I'm coming to the conclusion here. I mean, I have a general sense of the, some of the things that I mm -hmm. find attractive, mm -hmm. but I am coming to the conclusion here that I know less about what I really am compatible with. Like I'll have ideas <laughs> yeah, for I what I'm looking that. for. And then I will meet someone that's like that. Yeah. And even if everything matches or checks mm -hmm. off on paper, that doesn't mean shit, yeah. you know? So. Absolutely. So I don't know if you were kind of referring to that a little bit with, with regards to not being able to control your love life, but I feel like in a sense, you really, I don't know. I, I never connected with the people. Maybe it depends on the kind of person that you are. Some people are able to just like mm -hmm. chomp through Can a thousand they, yeah. dates and kind of find, find someone. Right. Oof. I but, cannot. I don't have enough time for that. Let's be real. Yeah. You know, I'm also interested. We talked about, I think a bit the other day was like dating as a content creator and like finances and dating. Mm -hmm. What's that been like for you as somebody who has like this public facing life to a certain regards, certain degree dating? Like, is it weird being like, Hey, I'm a YouTuber. Like, do you have trouble explaining that to maybe somebody you're interested in? Um, does it feel vulnerable that they already have access to so much of your inner thoughts in a way? Yeah. Or has that not really been anything of anything? Maybe it's flex and we are like, that's right. I make videos. <laughs> well, it is, I don't know if you've had this experience, um, but it's like an immediate imbalance. I mean, it is weird that I'm sharing my life publicly online right. and that there's a there's an imbalance from the get-go. Mm -hmm. You can definitely get past that, but I guess it's tricky because someone might have an idea already formed about you before you have any chance to kind of just like mm -hmm. hang out in real life. And yeah. I think one thing I've been kind of noticing is that you really do not get a sense for a person just by their digital presence. Like no, yeah. just watching your videos, mm -hmm. like knowing you in person. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's her. Sense. Same person. But, but just yeah. watching your videos and then meeting you, it's like, there's so much information that I have access to just mm -hmm. being in your presence and how you respond and like the eye contact right. and the energy that you don't have just digitally, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah, it's been a bit weird. And I've also honestly, like I've flip-flopped between, do I present this information up front? Yeah. Like, yeah, I have a weird life. Like I <laughs> make videos about yeah. what I do and whatever. Or do I not present that information right mm -hmm. away and kind of focus on, not like hide that, right? But just focus on other facets of myself. Right. Um, I don't know. Have you struggled with this? Like, Yeah, I usually do the latter. Really? I kind of hide it. I'm not trying to be sneaky by any means, but I think especially- What do you say? You're like a photographer or something? Uh, I keep it vague, honestly. <laughs> I usually say like I work in marketing or I work in like social media marketing. I do yeah. film or like film not within untrue. social media marketing. Yeah, it's true. And it's very, it is what I do in a very broad way or maybe even like creative strategy for brands. Yeah. Um, I never lie, of course, but I want somebody to get to know me before they form this perception. I think especially as a woman, people are like, oh, you're- another influencer. Yeah. And when you hear the term influencer, especially as a gal in New York, there's a million stereotypes that pop into someone's head. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of them are pretty negative. And I'm like, I don't necessarily want to be grouped within that. So I'm like, get to know me. And I'd like to think with my content, 
I try to make it educational, inspirational. I try to provide a lot of value. Um, you know, you can make any type of content you want, but I think I don't fall necessarily in like the stereotypical category of yeah, like, you don't influencer. You really don't. And, and, and so, but, but what's really difficult to capture uh, about all this is that. Like, yeah, okay, you'll go to the events and you'll talk about all these different things. I, I told you this last mm-hmm. night, you know, and you could, from an outside perspective, sort of have this judgment of like, oh, that's right. superficial or whatever, right? But again, it comes down to an energy thing. Like, yeah. I do not get that sense from you at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you, yeah. and it's fun to be plugged into some of right. these things. But at the same time, I sort of get the perception that you... It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> you know? And it's not like uh, it's not you're not above other people or oh anything goodness, like that. Oh, my goodness, no. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So it's like, get to know me. Like, get to know what I like. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I'd much rather, like, I love reading and crosswords puzzles and a Vogue event is yeah. nice, but I go for 10 minutes and then I feel kind of socially anxious and, like, I'd rather be home with my, like, best yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, and so, I yeah, I love for someone to just get to know me at yeah. a face value before either they stalk my life or they form I also wanted to ask you, I don't know if we talked about this actually already, but, um, you know, your, your channel, you've been working at it forever, right? Yeah. It's been like, you started in 2015 as well? Yeah. That's when I first technically started, like uploaded my first video. It was 2015. Okay. And then I took it a bit more seriously starting probably like early 2017. I was still making videos throughout 2015 and 2016. Um, but I like kept it consistent probably around 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's grown tremendously. Yeah. And you've, and you know, it seems like it, it took a little while to get going, but now mm-hmm. it's really rolling. Um, you know, just still on the topic of dating and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, does, has your income ever been a challenge for mm, guys? I find this so fascinating because I think, like, it seems like it's threatening for a lot of guys mm-hmm. and women seem to hate that, mm-hmm. you know, where if a woman's making more money than the right. than the guy in the relationship. And I think what's even... Like beyond that, that's fascinating in and of itself. But it's also fascinating that a lot of guys will say, yeah, I'm not worried about that. But then that, but in the actual situation, they might feel a bit threatened. Yeah. No, that's an interesting one. I think, oh yeah, it's complex. It really comes down to the person. Um, I mean, I have no problem with making more money. I'm like, you know, I think that's great. Like, I think it comes down to. How plugged in and ambitious they yeah, are. Yeah. How plugged in and ambitious they are. Um. I think that's what I care most about in regards to somebody else. We were saying even the other day, I'm like, honestly, I wouldn't want to, I couldn't see myself. I mean, it'd be nice. Yeah. In theory, whatever. It's nice to be well off, but I really couldn't, I'd much rather be with somebody who works hard at something that they love mm-hmm. still is finding success in some regards. Cause I'm like, you and me, like we're working hard. Like I'd love to meet somebody who's also finding their passion and like doing it well and like really working towards a goal, mm-hmm. but like dating somebody who's like some finance bro, which a lot of women are looking for who make a crap ton of money. I wouldn't want that. I'd much rather have somebody who's on a similar level to who I am and can also still be a very loving, supporting partner as hopefully I would be as well and can be really plugged in in each other's lives and not have like work be like the forefront. So this idea of, you know, maybe, which again is another, one of those New York City extremes. A lot of people are looking for that in New York. Dating somebody who's like super well off is very uninteresting to me. And in most dating scenarios, I don't think it's been a problem. I think some people are a little thrown off guard. Um, But I think at the end of the day, it shows too. I'm like, I'm good with my yeah. finances. I invest, but I hopefully it shows a little bit more of who I am in a, in a positive light and like the things that matter to me. Yeah. And I feel like in the place I am and the way I view finances, I'm like, I just think about, I want to be secure in myself for my entire future. That's why, I, you know, 
I invest and save the way that I do without the regards of like anyone else will be part of that picture as in I'm not depending on somebody down the road. Yeah. Like I never want to be dependent on somebody. Um, and if someone else comes into that picture, like, you know, I think that's a great way to share like the fruits of my labor. So I have no problem with that. I think there's so many beauty, so many elements of beauty uh, that come with this job, like travel and getting to bring a plus one um, that I feel like a lot of people see past too. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, it's actually pretty great. This is another example of how, you know, it's much easier to measure how much somebody makes versus mm -hmm. the degree to which they're passionate about what mm -hmm. they do, right? Yeah. Like that's a lot harder to capture. Yeah, absolutely. And yet again, I think an example of how the world of dating today, just it's a symptom, I think, of the 21st century mm -hmm. and, the, and the direction we're going where we're, we're, we really try to measure and control everything. Yeah. And you can't measure certain things. There's a lot of things actually that you cannot mm -hmm. measure. Um, and so, but I'm with you. Like I think, and I think most people, most people actually would agree with what you're saying. I think so too. It's yeah. just that it's really easy to fall into the trap of like what you can see, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and creating a narrative in your head about what you're looking for, what, yeah. what matters to you, you mm -hmm. know? I feel like I kind of expecting to make more than whoever I really connect with down the line. Because it is, we are in a unique job, which I'm very grateful for. But Shout you're also YouTube. so ambitious um, and I've seen you work too. It's like, you're really after it. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I do work super hard. Like I definitely work hard for it. And YouTube is a lot of hard work, but also a lot of luck, privilege, whatever you want to name it. Like, you know, getting lucky with the algorithm mm -hmm. and hopefully making good stuff along the way. Um, so I already kind of have that mindset. So mm -hmm. I'm like, it doesn't really matter that much to me. I think it's also can matter on how you're raised. I feel like my parents ended up together because they had very similar values mm -hmm. But they also knew they were going into roles because they worked in nonprofits my whole life. They knew, and my mom knew marrying my dad and vice versa, that it was going to be a very simple life. But they like, you know, they loved each other and do, they were doing their passion. And that was like the what was modeled to me growing up. Wow. Yeah. So on, on this topic, I guess we're kind of moving in this direction here. You are really vocal or really um, transparent about mm -hmm. finances. And mm -hmm. there's a, a degree of like, you know, you'll do like investment videos and yeah. whatnot. Do you find that like it's difficult to talk about these things as a woman on the internet? Because I've definitely felt, I've had comments from women, mm -hmm. you know, because I did my series on the apartment, for example. Right. Like side comments from other like women influencers that have said something kind of like, wow, it's cool that you can talk about these mm -hmm. things. You know, the reaction wouldn't be the same if I did this. Interesting. Ah, oh, okay. I see what you mean. My first thought was like, I love it. I'm like, there was a huge gap in the market. I was tired of hearing a bunch of white men talking about finances. Exactly. And I was like, I want somebody who looks like me that's going to talk like me to tell me about this extremely important subject. Yeah. And I was looking around on YouTube and there were a few. Um, I'm trying to think. Like one of them, Rose is one of them. Sorella Moore does some finance stuff yeah, now. It's more recent. Um, financial Diet. But just to shout them out so you guys check them out. Financial Diet's uh, based in New York, right? Or no? I think so. I don't know her. But she does finances and okay. she seems badass. So check them out. Yeah. But in general, there was nobody else. And also what it came down to is I was having conversation with all my gal friends in person talking about like, oh, are you investing? Like, have you capped out your Roth IRA? And they're like, what is that? What's a Roth IRA? I was like, okay, let's have a conversation and break it down in the most simple terms. Cause there was also a lot of shame and embarrassment and fear in not knowing. Mm. 
a lot of people, they thought investing meant you put it in a risky stock and you could lose all your money. Mm-hmm. Or they were embarrassed because they're like, what really is a stock? Like, what does that mean? And I was like, let me break this down to the most simple terms and talk through the very basic steps to investing. I'm not giving advice on who to invest in per se, yeah. but I'm like, there are a few basic steps to follow that can transform your finances that really aren't that hard. You don't need a financial advisor. You can do them on your own. Let me break this down in a very digestible way for a large audience. And now it's like, I think it's like my second most watched video is like how to, you know, how to invest or like investing for beginners in your 20s. Um, And it was really fun for me to make. It was something I was already really interested in. And I think it's hopefully had a positive impact. I feel like that's like the video a lot of people that come to the streets are like, oh, I loved your finance video. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. I hope that's So generally a much more positive reaction then, huh? Very positive, yeah. I think it comes down to showing your, like I, if I showed my rental price, which I've done, I'll do, that's when there's kickback a bit, as would be more similar with your situation with the apartment. Yeah. Because I think it's showing more so your personal finances and how you're spending them or how mm-hmm. much you've made. And that's when people are like, they get frustrated for yeah. whatever reason. That's a whole, that's a whole can of worms, if you will. <laughs> but do you think that's just down to like, um, you know, how expensive New York can be and the yeah, imbalances so. of the world? Imbalances of the so world, So it has yeah. less to do with you being a woman? There might be more backlash for a variety of reasons, mm. which would be like, you got to look back like culturally and historically about why we're programmed to think the way that we are, especially that's kind of like what female. I'm trying to get at, yeah. like, do you feel yeah. that's at play? I don't really have like the male counterpart to compare it to, but I will say yes. In a lot of regards, I think, I think it is very possible that it leans more negative in certain directions mm-hmm. on the female side concerning maybe like your own successes, mm-hmm. especially financial successes. And maybe the material goods that you've decided to invest in. I have some great books recommendations out there too, um, like The Beauty Myth and Invisible Women. Really great books that kind of, I haven't, things I read them like two years ago. So I feel like any example I'd pull from it, I'd completely butcher. But those are really amazing books on kind of how we view women in an almost um, subconscious way because of the way that like culture has shaped our viewpoint, yeah. um, which kind of touches on that. Yeah. You know? Well, I like how you have such an active approach to your own life. You know, you're like, I mean, even just what you just said, like two minutes ago, mm-hmm. like it's a lot of white dudes explaining yeah. to me. Exactly. I'm like, let's change that. <laughs> why can't I talk about this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's more so it's less about like the nature of like a gender role. And I think it's more about like historically how we've set up industries and how they've slowly formed over time mm-hmm. for better or worse. I don't know. I'm definitely, uh, like I'm, I'm open to the different perspectives yeah. and theories that people yeah. have on this. I feel like my, I was always allowed to explore and express freely. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this, if this somehow feels related, but like I would wear like pink shirts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I was really into the arts and yeah. theater and whatnot as a high schooler. And my parents like didn't care, yeah. you know? And I feel like then I gravitated towards like the self-improvement Mm-hmm. space on YouTube was super male dominated and it's yeah. it's cool to see that has kind of grown and evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of happened by accident. I didn't intentionally do that. Maybe there's something there to that where I saw other guys doing this and mm-hmm. so I did it as well. And so just getting to see other people. That's it, why representation is so important yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. I think, I mean, we're seeing that more in like the greater pop culture world, but it really does matter. Like when someone else shows that someone that looks like you or seems like you or is familiar can operate in that space. You're like, oh, wait, I can do that too. Yeah. And it just kind of takes. Um, and I think that's wonderful. But mm-hmm. I do think that there 
I suspect there will always be imbalances in the world. There, it's, yeah. I don't know if you can live in no, a world. If it's agreed. possible to create a perfectly balanced world. Uh, not not anytime soon. <sighs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. What about your creative process then? How do you, like, do you feel like you're heavily influenced by other creators about what you come up with, especially like in that self-development and improvement world? Like through the lens of if it's mainly men or women or what do you mean? I guess more so in general. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it is, is, uh, just happens by itself. Like yeah. it's just absorbing Something a lot of different influences. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, wait a second, you know, mm-hmm. like I had a friend telling me, uh, it, it's, it, you know, he was, he was, he had the realization, like so many artists through, throughout history are men that he, mm-hmm. you know, that he pulls inspiration from. Also because there's so few female yeah, documented and, and artists, that, yeah. historians, And that's not an cetera, accident, writers, right? Like yeah. that was, it was just so much more difficult. And so he like sent me a link to mm-hmm. Georgia O'Keeffe's uh, Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I I, uh, I can pull inspiration from these different mm-hmm. sources as well, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So yeah, but in terms of creative process, I don't know. I think I try to absorb as much as I possibly can from as many different places, you know, um, but you not YouTube. you settling on something that you're like, oh, not YouTube. Okay. I try to change it up. Yeah, I, yeah. Think I think inspiration for me comes a lot more from real life, mm-hmm. you know, living my life and observing different interactions or different moments with people yeah. or different experiences that I've had mm-hmm. to pull from life instead of so much from social media, because it does feel like things can get super repetitive. So it's true. Yeah. 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 How about you? Like, do you? Yeah. I mean, well, we make quite different content. So it really depends. Yeah. Um, for context, anyone who hasn't seen my channel, it's a lot of like travel, lifestyle, vlogs, apartment tours, sometimes financial education, sometimes book content, um, sometimes more like research-based projects. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you touch on a variety of topics. Yeah, maybe I should narrow those down. I'm a bit Why? Spread <laughs> Why? I've always said it's good it. to be three-dimensional. You know, like yes. you're not just one. No, agreed. I don't want to ever just be one thing. But sometimes I spread myself too thin, and I'd rather be really good at a few things than be jack of all trades yeah. type of thing. But I am, it depends on the content at hand. I kind of have like different like slices I feel like I pull from. Mm -hmm. So if it's my travel-based content, I usually try to film as I go and as I'm just experiencing this location. And I don't really have much of a plan when filming. My plan comes while editing, for Mm -hmm. better or worse. (laughs) Sometimes it's a pain in the neck. But that's when I kind of create the storyline. And it's more me just trying to capture the essence of a place and then figuring out how I want to showcase it, how I want to talk about it. And a lot of it comes down to the editing style as well and, like, what feelings I want to evoke. Um, Or, for example, we talked about this a little bit. Me and my sister, we filmed this project. I was, like, circling the Mediterranean 40 days and showcasing all the different sides of the Mediterranean. So... The European side, but also as well as the Middle Eastern side and the North African side. Specifically, though, highlighting the lens, um, highlighting it through the lens of local women who yeah. live there. I think the travel space, which is probably like my biggest slice of the pie, um, is still super male dominated by a long shot. Or at least from my experience, especially people that are going to maybe places that are outside of the normal, like, yeah. I'm going to Italy vlog. Um, Do you think it's down to the fact that it's a little bit more difficult being like a solo yeah, female traveler? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's such a different experience. And I've traveled solo a, a, quite a bit. Yeah. Such a different, even me and my sister traveling together in parts of North Africa. I'm like, I've never been harassed so much. Really? Oh, yeah. Because it's yeah. such like a patriarchal society and like the stairs in the comments were atrocious. Wow. Um, Did that and sour so the experience I knew it you? going into it because I've already traveled a lot. And that's kind of what I wanted to highlight is because the men um, making videos, they're great. Like, 
I love it. So I'm not trying to be like, you know, one's better than the other by any means. But it was like, again, it was just like, I saw this was missing. I haven't seen something like this specifically highlighting local women. I've seen a lot of really incredible yeah. travel YouTubers, men and women, of course, going and showcasing their experience. Or I feel like I've seen maybe more male YouTubers showcasing more local men's stories. Not that they're choosing a gender. It's just what's happening naturally. And I'm mm -hmm. like, honestly, I care way more about knowing what the female experience is like in these places. Yeah. I was actually watching a yesterday video a while ago, which we love. Shout out Thomas and Amar. They're amazing. Um, and it was an older one. And um, Thomas's girlfriend at the time grabbed the camera for a moment and was like, yeah, as I'm walking around, like I'm noticing I'm the only woman here and everyone's staring. And Thomas mm -hmm. is like, wow, I didn't even realize, which I thought was like such a poignant moment in regards to like what me and my sister wanted to create is like, I want to show what that female experience like is like in these places as a female traveler, but specifically women that live there because my audience is mostly female. So I want to be like, for one, look, you can do it. And also here's the realities of living in these different places. Yeah. Here's how we're similar um, and different. Here's how history has connected these regions over time and how they've overlapped really not that long ago. Like the Ottoman empire was really not that long ago. And yeah. all these borders were very different and how, you know, culture and religion and all of that intersects is fascinating. So that was the goal for that. So something like that kind of came from a variety of things, the interest in history and, you know, a greater cultural understanding, you know, maybe a moment like that in the yesterday where I was like, oh, wow, like a little light bulb. I was like, wait, I want to, I want to capture that other side of that experience. And I think they were maybe you're in, they're somewhere in the Middle East. I oh, believe. so that maybe idea was Iraq. sparked by that moment in that video? I can't say necessarily that was the case, but I did draw from that as we were doing more planning. I probably loosely had the idea yeah. in mind. And then seeing that moment, I was like, wow, okay, wait a second. Like, I love Yes Theory. Their work is incredible. And so I'm so inspired by what they do. But I was like, it's an all, it's all, again, I'm not trying to be like, rah, rah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Women's rights. But I was like, all male crew, most of the time, like even their editors and everything. Totally. Um, and it's one side of the perspective, a great one. It's incredible. And I love what they say, but I was like, okay, let me explore maybe another side of the yeah, coin here. Yeah, there's a missing perspective yeah. here. So it's a sure. very long-winded answer about how some of my ideas come about. Some of them are just very day in the life New York City vlogs. Yeah, totally. <laughs> First of all, I think it's amazing what you're doing. Thank you. But it <laughs> definitely <was> reveals <laughs> how often it can, you can just easily forget forget yeah. exactly mm -hmm. like a different perspective mm -hmm. and yeah it requires a conscious effort i think yeah right mm -hmm. um you know i'll tell you so far it's been more guy guests for this podcast even and i'm yeah. like i don't want to do that i right. don't want to just be too in one direction yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um yeah, and I know it's most people, it's not, they're they're not thinking a certain way, like, oh, I'm only going to do this. Yeah, It's just, yeah, it's the way we interact with the world and the way we perceive it. And it takes somebody kind of like poking at that bubble for you to be like, oh, like, let me shift my perspective or like, let me try to see something from a different point of view. Yeah. But when you're stuck in your own headspace and mindset, it's really difficult to shake that up Definitely. completely on your own. And I think when you don't make people wrong, mm -hmm. uh, they're so much more receptive. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's huge because I think there can be a degree of anger at the right. unfairness mm. and it sounds you know it's for me your approach is a lot more effective because i hope yeah more sort of like education and, and love and inspiration and yeah. i hope so always from a positive light i don't well for in my case anger is not my state of being by any no, means totally. so i'd rather just make something that i think is really cool and hope that it's received well yeah. and be something that i'm proud of but going full circle here yeah i think it is, it's a lot easier to fall into the trap of anger or mm -hmm. like repulsion, like with MGTOW or, mm -hmm. you know, the women, the TikToks, like I said, the, yeah. the, you know, all men are bad. 
and I think, unfortunately, it's a it's a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy where if you put out that energy, yeah, then people are going to be more negatively yeah, receptive. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, I always think more effective change comes from ideally being gracious and open minded. Um, there are a lot of people out there who have right to be angry for a variety of situations, but for me personally, the way I want to approach different subjects and moments is ideally more sort of like grace yeah. and you know hopefully also like research like I want something to be like well informed yeah. and a more positive and light I find yeah. to be effective in my own personal experience so but for yeah but I think an, an important key piece mm -hmm. here is the way to being to expressing like with grace mm -hmm. your message is working through the insecurities because yeah. I think if you don't do that my insecurities in the moments where I'm like, oh no, I'm short and therefore I'm ugly or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It colors your perception of the world and it yeah. and it kind of puts you in a frame of like I'm a victim mm. and this is the world's fault. Yeah. I know. When in reality it's like I, I think I'm okay. Right. Accepting the fact that, you know what, like women some women have this kind of yeah. preference yep. towards taller guys. And that's okay. It's not it's clearly not every woman. Yeah. We've exactly. Got, we've got the Tom Cruises of the world, Hell you know? Yeah. <laughs> But I definitely think that um, I can only be lighthearted about this and mm -hmm. accepting of this by having kind of done a little bit of internal searching. No, definitely. Because what is it I'm looking for? I'm looking for validation. Right. In, in no world and nobody in the world yeah. uh, can you get universal acceptance from everybody. It's no. just not how it works. No, everyone's right? cups of tea. Like, you're not so, going to be everyone's cup of tea, so yeah. figure out what works for you. Yeah. I think that's like a good, yeah. that's a good stopping point right. there. Thank Hell you yeah. for taking the time to Yay. talk with me. And um, yeah. This was fun. <laughs> this was fun. Thanks for coming to New York. This is really, I feel like I got to do this more often I on know. couches. This is a very different experience. If you're listening to the audio version, you got to check out the YouTube version. Yeah. See us on the couch. Hell yeah. We're really comfortable right now. <laughs> yeah. This is an amazing, I slept on this couch for the last it's two nights. Couch. I slept like a Baby. I know. And you know what's crazy is my landlord left it because he didn't want to deal with moving it out. So, so that for free. Technically own it? or For now. For now. Like a never-ending lease until I move out, it's which I'm fine with. I don't want yeah. him to deal with a couch. Anyways, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. I'm honored to be a guest on this podcast. This is awesome. Huge fan. Love your work. Cool. Thank you very much. That was a conversation with Elena Tabor. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I will leave links to her work in the description and show notes, as well as ways that you can support this podcast if you're enjoying it. Also, this podcast is available anywhere that you can listen to podcasts in case you just want to listen to it um, if you're watching it on YouTube or vice versa. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.